<laughs> Happy Sunday, everybody. We are so glad that you are here today. We want to welcome you if you're a guest. Welcome to Highlight Church Online. Let's welcome our family, guys, and everyone who's joining us. Thank you so much for being with us. You are in the room with some of the greatest individuals that I know. So thank you all for joining me as well. And uh, we are in week five of Happy Habits. And so we're going to go ahead and and cap this series off uh, today. And um, I suspect that this message is going to continue to add value to your life, build your faith, and draw you closer to God. And so I do want to encourage you, go ahead and grab pen pencil and paper. Let's take some notes. Let's open up our hearts. Um, It's an honor to bring God's word to you today. And so I want to give you context before we jump into the scripture. Uh, We're going to pick it up where Jesus Christ was crucified. I'm going to start out there. Um, He was crucified around Passover time, and then he resurrected. And the Bible teaches that Jesus, after he resurrected, he stayed upon the earth for 40 days, encouraging and pouring into his disciples. And then he would ascend into heaven. 10 days later, um, after Jesus's death, this is what we call Pentecost. The word Pentecost means 50. And so 10 days later, um, a number of his followers got together to celebrate Pentecost. And so we're going to jump in right there in Acts chapter two. Uh, The book of Acts, if you've never read it, is such a powerful book. Um, The Gospels are of utmost importance. I mean, the Gospels talk about the life of Jesus and the death and the burial and the miracles of Christ. I encourage you to go through the Gospels according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But then I encourage you to step into Acts um, because this is God in us and God through us. And so uh, Acts is about the acts of the Holy Spirit through the apostles. So for three years... Uh, These gentlemen were disciples of Jesus Christ. That word there means students, learners. Um, But after he went to heaven, they became apostles. So they became sent ones. It is God's will for your life to grow in your faith. The Bible says uh, from glory to glory, from faith to faith. And so let's pick it up. Acts chapter two, verse one. It says this here on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. So right now there are 120 followers of Jesus, and they were together to celebrate Pentecost. Um, There are three major festivals in the Jewish faith, um, one of which is Passover, Uh, The other of the three is Pentecost. You can also call Pentecost the Feast of Weeks or the Feast of Harvest. And so Jewish believers came from all over the world um, to converge here. And the Bible says that flames or tongues of fire came into the room like a mighty windstorm began to blow through the room. Um, You can think of these flames as clovers. So multiple tongues came into the room. Uh, These tongues represent the spirit of God. So it wasn't like fire, like, oh, no. It was like, it's symbolism for God's spirit in in multiple languages. And so I love it how when you read scripture, there are often parallels from the Old Testament and the New Testament. 
Um, the Bible teaches that during the original Passover in Exodus, um, as Moses was leading, about to lead the children of Israel out of Egyptian slavery, God commanded the children of Israel to, to sacrifice a lamb and to spread that blood across the doorposts. And when the death angel comes, the angel's going to look at that sacrifice, which represented Jesus, and he's going to pass by. And so some 50 days later, after Passover, while the children of Israel are in the wilderness, Moses comes down from the mountain of God with the law of God. And that Mosaic law was a guide for the people through the wilderness. Now, hence, you fast forward a couple thousand years and uh, Jesus is referred to as the Passover lamb. And his blood was sacrificed for my sins and for your sins on the cross. And the Bible teaches here in Acts 2 that 50 days later on Pentecost, that the Holy Spirit is descending in the room. Now, the great part about this is, is that when Jesus was in the world, he said that the Holy Spirit will guide you in all truth. So now he is our guide, as, as the law was, was the guide for the children of Israel. Also, to confirm the validity of the law, God would rain down fire on the holy mountain. And so to confirm the validity of the Holy Spirit being present, tongues of fire came down into that room. And so two promises of Jesus are being fulfilled in these three verses. Number one, the Holy Spirit has been made available to believers. That's right. he, he, he said all three years, I'm going to send my spirit. I'm going to send the comforter, the advocate, the counselor. And a lot of us in this season, we think we need money. We think we need this. We think we need that. But most importantly, we need, we need the spirit of God in our hearts. So the Holy Spirit was given to believers. And number two, the church was born. The church was born. And so it's estimated that Jesus ascended into heaven around 33 AD. And so... We don't celebrate Pentecost this Sunday, but last Sunday was actually Pentecost. Right. And if we do the math, that would make the church 1,987 years old. Not Highlight Church, but the Big C Church. So happy belated birthday to the church. Happy birthday. Wow. 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 Any, any, any cake? No, no cake. I don't, I don't have a cake. But it, it, you're, so, you're a part of something so much bigger yes, and yeah. eternal. No entity, no organization, no, no, no nation has survived longer than the church of Jesus Christ. And so I just want to let you know that you're attached to something so powerful and so unstoppable. And so the church, the word church means called out ones who gather in the name of Christ. And so if you're taking notes, go ahead and jot this down. The church has always been people, not a place. The church has always been people and not a place. That's what makes us unstoppable. And so we're going to pick, up back, pick our reading back up. Verse 4, And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. So these are locals. These are local Galileans. These people are from the same town where Jesus is from. But the power of God gave them ability to speak languages that they themselves could naturally speak. And that's the power of the Spirit in our lives. Verse 5, at the time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. 
When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? These people are all from Galilee and yet we hear them speaking our own native languages. Verse nine, here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Mesopotamia, however you pronounce it, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the the province of Asia, Phrygia, uh, that word, Egypt, and the areas of Libya around Serene. So this is like Northern Africa and Asia and Europe, Um, Rome, Cretans and Arabs. And we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things that God has done. And so what I want to talk about today is is I want to go ahead and give us um, two qualities that characterize the church of Jesus Christ. Two qualities that the church is characterized by. And the first quality, number one, is diversity. Man, have we ever needed to be reminded of of this truth? Diversity. That's what the church is, is, is known for. And so as we look at the text, we see the birth of the church. And I mean, that baby came out as mixed as mixed can be. It was, a, it was a mixed baby, right? I, I, I love trips to Cold Stone with my two boys. We, we do it at least once a month. And, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a surrender to strawberry fella. You know, I like, I like pound cakes, easy on my strawberries. Um, just give me more of that cake and ice cream. I, I love cake and ice cream. Judah's going to go with the cotton candy, pistachio, marshmallows, and gummy bears. That's Judah all day. But I mean, Jay, man, every time we go, he's like, what is a flavor I haven't tasted yet? Give me chocolate. Give me this. Give me banana. Give me cotton candy. Give me this. Give me that. Jay loves all kinds of flavors. And, and whenever he goes to Cold Stone, he often reminds me about the love of Christ. And, and I was thinking just the other day, man, like I was watching him because me and Judah, we get the same old, same old. <laughs> I'm like, Jay, man, this kind of reminds me of Jesus. Jesus loves all kinds of flavors. He loves vanilla. He loves chocolate. He likes banana. He likes cotton candy. He likes pistachio. He likes it all, man. And so, I, you know, I just want to remind us that, man, like Jesus died for all people he loves all people. He shed his blood for all people. I mean, all people are meant to be in the, in the community of Jesus Christ. And within the text here, we have three continents represented, Africa, Europe, and Asia. They make this, this claim. They said, yet yeah, these Jews are from Galilee, but they speak in our native languages. And so what were they saying? They were saying, Jesus is Lord. They were saying, Jesus is the Messiah. They were saying, your sins are forgiven. They were saying, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And what, G- what God was doing in this moment is he was mixing things up. Yeah. He was letting the world know that, that the doors of my church, that my kingdom yeah. is open to all kinds of people, yeah. poor and rich and Republican and Democrat and um, um, whether your account is in the red or is super high in the black or whether you're young or old, whether he was opening the doors to all types of people. He was diversifying the church. I mean, I mean, think about it. We, we, all, we all prefer a little bit of diversity. If I were to take a, a trip to your closet right now, I highly doubt there may be some of you out there. 
but I highly doubt I would find all white tees, all white pants, all white shoes, all black tees, all black pants, all black shoes. I highly doubt if I were to open your dresser drawers that I would find all black boxers. (laughs) I won't go any much further. But nine times out of 10, if I went in your closet, you would have yellow and red, gray, pink and blue. You would have a variety of colors because it's natural for us to appreciate and admonish and want diversity. It's a part of how we were created in the image of God. And so I remember in 2014, as we were processing the city that God was going to call us to start Highlight Church, and God had given my wife a dream, and he had given me this deep desire in my heart to to pastor an extremely diverse church. I've often said the most diverse church in human history. And so that led us to to Maryland. And uh, I remember that original moving team, the team that moved. That, That team was composed of mostly whites then Hispanics, one Asian guy named Chow Tran, and one black guy named Joshua Redding. I was the minority on my team, but I, I, couldn't, I couldn't escape the fact of how beautiful it was to be in a room and laughing and, and, and hugging and reading the scripture and praying with and building, pe- building with people that we didn't share a similar background. God was diversifying his church. And so with that small team of, of, of nine people, a couple handfuls of people and two boys, he moved us into a context that we were called to reach for his glory. Yeah. And so I remember, babe, we moved to Gaithersburg May 11th, on May 11th. And the very next day, May 12th, USA Today released an article yes. saying that Gaithersburg, Maryland was the most diverse city in America. And, and I knew then, we knew then that we were in the right place. We, right. we were in the place. I knew then that we had landed in the city that was going to represent what America was going to look like yeah. over the course of the next 20 to 30 years. Right. And that we were going to be a prophetic declaration right. to, to, to the times that we're currently facing. So I know it may be a struggle right now, but guess what? When I look around this room, when I, when I look at my, my production team that you can't see, when I look at you guys, when I look at you, when I look at myself, when I look at our kids, there is hope in the world for peace, for unity, for diversity, for forward movement. And that's the heart of Jesus Christ. More importantly, our context looked like the demographic of heaven. And so I've heard it once said, like, if you're prejudiced and you believe in Jesus, you might not like heaven. You you, you might try to escape heaven. (laughs) Can I get? No, 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 no. No, heaven, heaven is, here it is in Revelation 7. After this, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language. So at the birth of the church and at the consummation of the church in heaven, and he says this here, standing in front of the throne before the lamb, Passover, Pentecost, and they were clothed in white robes and held um, palm branches in their hands. 
They were shouting with a great roar. Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the lamb. Heaven is, is as colorful as my shirt. <laughs> and God is still in the earth reconciling us to each other. And it's such a beautiful thing. And go ahead and jot this down. God's plan for the church has always been diversity. It's always been diversity. And so skip over with me to Acts chapter 2, verse 41. But before we go there, the Holy Spirit has fallen. Peter begins to stand up and preach to thousands of people about, about the sacrifice and the love of Jesus Christ. And he tells people, hey, if you want to be saved, if you want to be right with God, it's as easy as believing in Christ, turning from your old lifestyle, and coming into the arms of the Father. And the Bible says this here in Acts 2, verse 41. It says this here, those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. So the church had went from 120 to 3,120 people. Verse, 20, verse 42 says this, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, and to sharing in meals, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over, all of, over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day and met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. The second quality that the church is characterized by is unity. Diversity and unity. And so go ahead and, and jot these down. The church was unified, and we still should be today unified around four key areas. Number one, they were unified around the apostles' teaching. Back then, in first century Christianity, there was no New Testament. And so what what would happen is is that they would come together, and and the apostles would teach based upon what Jesus had taught them, and they would confirm the prophecies of the Old Testament. And so people would come to church, and they would take notes. This is 2,000 years old, y'all. They would open their hearts, open their minds, and take notes. Then they would go home, and they would meet with one another for Bible study. So here at Highlight, we've been doing message-based light groups or small groups for three years because you're taking scripture, and you're taking the teachings, and you're going home, and you're breaking them down. The second thing they unified around was fellowship. Fellowship. This word means that they had everything in common. No one, no one lacked. So someone would come into the church and say, I'm, I'm hungry. We're struggling. Mm-hmm. Another family would say, well, our fridge is full. Here you are. Let's fill up your fridge. Someone would say, well, my, my kids don't have any diapers. Someone would say, well, we have the money. We're going to go to the store and get you some diapers. Someone would say, well, we're about to get evicted. Not on our watch. We're going to go ahead and pay your rent. Yeah. And so they shared everything in common. And this was voluntary and motivated by love. The third thing they unified around was shared meals. We all love food. (laughs) So even the early Christians enjoy eating. So they would gather around some some food. Um, Often on the menu was bread and wine. And what they would do at the end of every meal is that they they would partake in the Lord's Supper. They would observe the life, the death, 
the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the fact that they had all been forgiven of sins and they've all uh, stepped into this blessing of community, the Lord's Supper. And the fourth thing they unified around was prayer, prayer. I think now more than ever, church, we should be praying. We should be praying. We, we should be praying before we post on social media. Yeah, we, we should be praying before we, we protest. Yeah. Protest, but pray. Protest and pray. Yeah. We, we should be coming together and, and praying. And what they were doing is they met at the temple courts and in each other's homes every day. And they prayed with each other and for each other in Jesus' name. Yeah. And so that was, that was the early church. There's this great tree called the redwood sequoia, and, and it's the biggest, tallest tree in the world. It, it, it spans 250 to 300 feet in, 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 in the sky, and it, I mean, it is super huge. Yeah. But what a lot of people don't know is, is that its, it's root system goes out, mm-hmm. goes out super wide, mm-hmm. super wide, a lot, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of feet, very broad. And what it's doing is it's interconnecting with other redwood sequoias. And the stronger the root system, the higher it goes. And so I want you to go ahead and write this down. Write this thought down. You may have the Holy Spirit in you, but you need a faith-filled church around you. If you're going to grow and if you're going to step into everything God has for you, you can have the Holy Spirit. You can be saved. But that's only a portion of, 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 of the plan of God for your life. You, you need to get rooted in faith-filled community. I love it in Luke 9. God showed me something so, so cool as I was studying. Luke 9, verse 10 says this. This is Jesus. When the apostles returned, they had been on a, on a little missions trip. When the apostles returned, they told Jesus everything they had done. Yeah. Oh, wow. It says this. Then he slipped quietly away. <laughs> Hashtag week four. <laughs> Happy habits. Yeah. Then he slipped quietly away with them toward the town of Bethsaida. But the crowds found out where he was going and they followed him. He welcomed them. He taught them about the kingdom and he healed them of their sicknesses. Late in the afternoon, the 12 disciples came to him and said, send the crowds away to nearby villages and farms so they can find food and lodging for the night. There is nothing to eat here in this remote place. Jesus said, you feed them. He says, you guys are like tripping out. But this is, once again, to me, this is like a major leadership teaching. He says, you feed them. And they said this, they said, but we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. Are you expecting us to go and buy enough food for this whole crowd? For there are about 5,000 men. So the Bible, this is a, you know, men kind of geared society. There are 5,000 men, but if you count the wives and the potential children, there are probably about 15,000 people here. Jesus tells them this next. He said this, tell them to sit down in groups of about 50 each. So tell this huge crowd, he was trying to teach them about what the church was going to look like. Because Sundays are powerful. When we're together on a Sunday, when, you know, there are hundreds of people with us now, thousands even maybe. This is great. This is powerful. But he said, in, in order for me to really feed people 
in order for people to really go away filled up, I need you to get them into smaller groups of community. And he said, sit them down into 50 each, verse 15. So the people all sat down. Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish, looked up toward heaven, blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread and the fish to the disciples so they, so they could distribute it to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted. And afterwards, the disciples picked up 12 basket leftovers. I love this. He says, he says you guys are going to be the guys that I birthed the church through yeah. on the day of Pentecost. And I need you to know that it's going to be your responsibility to feed them. Yeah. But this is how you're going to feed them. So the bread in this text represents the word of God. Fish represent people. And so Jesus said, tell them to gather in small groups. Tell them to, to gather in small groups. So what, did, what was Jesus able to do? He didn't just teach the entire crowd once. You know, you come to church and you get your little injection shot of motivation, inspiration, truth. But he said, I need you to get into smaller groups. What I'm going to do is I'm going to break the word down and I'm going to hand it out to you. So this is what happened. As they partook, as they partook in, in, in community, they also partook in the word of God. So as they had fish, people, they also partook in the bread, the word of God. And they left filled up. They left encouraged. They left motivated. They left empowered. So it's so important that you find unity within the community of faith. As they partook in community, they also partook in the word. They say that chronic illness in, in which, uh, chronic loneliness, I'm sorry, chronic loneliness has skyrocketed in this COVID-19 time. And chronic loneliness our feelings of loneliness um, when you become uncomfortable with being in isolation for an, expen- an extended period of time. Yeah. One sent- symptom of, of chronic loneliness is the inability to connect with others at a deeper level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or you begin to feel negative feelings of self-doubt mm-hmm. and self-worth. And, and what I've been able to identify in this season, because being on the pastor, you know, you're, you're on the front line spiritually. You, you see the enemy's plan yep. tearing down homes, right. uh, marriages, yeah. um, people. Um, I was just on a Zoom call not too long ago uh, w- with a group of pastors, and, and one of the pastors shared how um, this family was so deeply rooted and connected in the church. It, it was their lifeline. And um, unfortunately, the, the husband recently took his life took his life. And, and the wife was able to admit to the pastor that this is, this is the thing that kept us going. And, and so as we've disbanded, rightfully so, right? We got to stay safe. We got to stay healthy. The enemy has crept in yeah. and he's began to isolate people. Yep, gosh. He, he called Eve isolated. Mm. And so now these chronic loneliness begins to, yeah. I can't form deep connections with people. I Oh, I can't go to work. I can't make a difference. If you're a leader, you don't feel as though you can pour out. And it's, you know, the enemy is just, yeah, I got him. I got him. You know, so he'll post these things on social media. And and now it's a race war, right? Now it's just, you know what I mean? 
And, and, and so they say long-term chronic loneliness can turn into depression, uh, poor sleep, heart disease, substance abuse. And I, I just want to encourage you that depression is, is not God's heart for you. Poor sleep is not God's heart for you. The Bible says that he gives his, his children sweet sleep. Heart disease, substance abuse, his grace is sufficient. His love, his forgiveness is sufficient. His hand is still, still reaching for you and saying, come back home. It's not God's heart for you. And what I come to find out is that a lack of strength is often the result of a lack of community. If you feel weak in this season, it's because you don't have the community around you that, that you need. This season is not God's plan for America. It's not his will, but, but he's, he's still working. God's plan for you, go ahead and write this down, is for you to grow in your faith by growing with others. Yeah, that's good. It's for you to grow in your faith by growing with others. So what I want you to do right now, I want you to stop taking notes, okay? Put down your, your pen and and your, your pencil and your pad, and I want you to, to grab another device, be it another phone, if you're on the phone or your computer, whatever device you can find, an iPad, whatever you have to do. Or if you gotta use your computer, open up a brand new tab, listen to my voice, don't log <laughs> me out or you're gonna miss it, right? That's right, that's right. What I want you to do, and we're gonna do it together. Yeah. I want you to go to www dot highlight dot church. We're going we're gonna to sign up for light groups together. Mm, that's good. Dot highlight dot church. I want you to click dot highlight dot church. I'm sorry, forward slash participate. Forward slash participate. And I want you to click that light groups tab. You guys are probably ahead of me a little bit. <laughs> You're going to see superheroes. I want you to click that light groups tab and watch the magic. Yeah. Voila. It's good. Voila. Yeah. All these amazing leaders mm-hmm. ready to, and we're going to provide it here on the screen for you. All these amazing leaders ready to ready to love on you and ready to support you, ready to grow with you, ready to to welcome you with open arms. All these people, faith-filled, good-hearted people. Yeah, Yeah, and if if you're just chiming in, there's nothing wrong with your computer. (laughs) I want you to go to highlight.church slash light groups. That's another way you can get there. And... um, They've been praying for you. They've been preparing for you. Mm -hmm. This is the will of God for your life. Yes, it's to be forgiven and it's to be redeemed, Mm -hmm. but it's also for you to grow 
and to be healthy and to not go at it alone. Come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Get, get in a group. Get in a group. If this was not important, there would be no reason for the book of Acts. If community wasn't vital to the heart, if diversity and unity was not vital, there's no need for Acts. But God saw it very important for your faith. And I love what it says here in Hebrews 10, 24. We should keep on encouraging each other to be thoughtful and to do helpful things. Watch this, verse 25. Some people have gotten out of the habit. You thought I forgot what series we were in. (laughs) Have gotten out of the habit of meeting Mm -hmm. for worship. But we must not do that. That's God's word to us. We we can't get out of the habit of of sharing meals, of praying, of taking care of each other, of studying the word of God, of standing on truth, of standing on his promises, of believing for more. We can't get out of the habit. We should keep on encouraging each other, especially, oh, I'm getting chills, since you know that the day of the Lord's coming is getting closer. So, and that's scripture. This is God breathed. God says, don't, don't get out of the habit, get into the habit. Yeah. Get into the habit. And so I love Highlight because we are diverse and, and we're unified around a collective vision. Yeah. And we've experienced the power of diversity and unity and community. And so I wanna close us out here in Acts 2, verse 47. It says here, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. And so when power, unity, and diversity all come together, the result is number one, blessing within the church. Every need met. If you need prayer, you can get prayer. If you need support, you can get support. If you need truth, you can get truth. That's right. If you need courage, you can be encouraged. Mm-hmm. Everything, the, the world has nothing that we need. It's all yes. in the church. Jesus said yes. in Matthew 16, I will build my church right. and the gates of hell will That's not right. prevail Jesus. against it. That's why the church is 1,987 years old. There's yeah. nothing that can defeat the church. So it's in the church, in the church. And then the second blessing is transformation throughout the world. So blessing within the church and transformation throughout the world. As the church does what the church is called to do, we will touch the world. The scripture says that daily those being saved were being added to their number. So this is, this, is my, this is my call of action to the church. Be the church. Yes. Let's love well. That's right. Let's come together. Let's diversify. Yeah, that's right. Let's unify. Mm-hmm. 
and let's watch the Lord move. Come on, give this word a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if you're not local or if you're not near Highlight, I mean, one day we're going to be coming to a city near you. But if you're not local now, I encourage you, wherever you are in a different state, a city far away, find a local church and get plugged into groups and uh, just watch your world completely change for the better. And I want to extend this this opportunity for those of you who, who need Jesus in your life. I just want to let you know that he loves you. He loves you. The Bible declares in Ephesians 1 that you were chosen before the world was created, set apart, forgiven in Christ. So if you need to know your father, if you need to be close to him, if you need for forgiveness for sin, why don't you pray with me? Today's your day. Today's your day for your life to be changed and for you to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Pray with me. Say, Father God, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Fill my heart with your Spirit. Give me a new life. Forgive me for my sin. Thank you for shedding your blood on the cross. Thank you for a new beginning. I love you. I am yours. I am new. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you so much for closing this series out with us. We will see you next week. Have an amazing Sunday. Love you guys. Come on, church. Let's clap it out again.